Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Scott Stedman Podcast. Hope you guys had recovered from your Labor Day weekend. I know my Labor Day weekend, I worked all weekend. I had a youth retreat, and I'm exhausted. Um, and it might seem like you had a rough weekend as well. <laughs> yeah, my wife and I were were sick and, you know, dealing with the I think it always happens when the weather changes, right? Like when we're getting ready to jump in the fall and we're getting ready to jump in the spring, it it never seems to fail. So like um, every time that weather changes drastically, you know, not that it has yet, but like right before that or right when it happens, our weather, our allergies really act up. And so we were down for the count. We pretty much stayed at home all day yesterday and didn't do anything. So mm-hmm. everybody's like, what are you going to do for Labor Day? I'm like, I wanted to go like to a baseball game and I wanted to go see a movie and we just kind of just, uh, we slept in because we didn't feel good, and then we kind of laid around all day. But you know what? That's fine. Some days call for that. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so I was on a youth retreat over at Lakeside, Ohio. So that was nice. And actually, it's um, I never heard of these, like, little communities. I think they're called um, Chitakas. It's, like, basically Methodist. It's one of the last ones that are still, like, running and operating smoothly they just closed their 140th ninth season and man they love shuffleboard there was like 50 it seemed like there's like a ton of shuffleboard courts professional shuffleboard courts <laughs> at this place i saw um, some pictures you posted it looked really cool yeah they actually had a fireworks show that they shot off a barge in lake erie and that was pretty cool and then once they were done, like the the barge is leaving and it's traveling, and they must add extra fireworks as it will start going. And next thing you know, as it's going on the water, it's shooting off another firework or another couple of fireworks. <laughs> it was nice. The first day we drove up there, it was nice. And then the other days, it was just overcast and kind of raining a little bit. But the good thing about that is my weird story of the week actually comes from that weekend. So we're, I'm teaching the kids and we're talking about who's in your circle. Cause I've been talking about the theme was created and our three topics was, you know, created by God, for God, created for purpose, and then created for community. So it's the last one. We're talking about community and I start talking about who's in your circle and people are saying friends and people are saying, you know, family. And one kid said, Oh God. And you know, you know, like the whole Trinity, God, son, And then he says, the holy force. The holy force? The holy force. And I go, wait, what? The holy force? You mean the Holy Spirit? The holy force? That's like Jesus and Star Wars, man. (laughs) I mean, Senator Palpatine, I guess, right? It's... it's... And he thought he was like he was like in the Star Wars universe. Not that we're going to yeah. go all talk with Jordan Halstead here, but like <laughs> he was, uh, you know, he rose to power through politics and then became the emperor and was like a godlike figure. But it's that's funny. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah. So so it's like the Holy Force. So then every time when I talk and I mention the Holy Spirit, I go the Holy Spirit, not the Holy Force. <laughs> so that was. So that was pretty weird. The other weird thing, it was on the way up, and I have like four junior high boys in my car, and we're driving up, and I'm driving my Ford Edge, and we're getting close. It's getting cool. We're by the lake, so we roll down the windows, have the cool air rush, and I pulled a moonroof back that's on my car, 
And they and next thing you know, they go, Scott, can you play YMCA? I'm like, sure. So I blast YMCA, and here they are singing at the top of their lungs Why we're driving, young man. And then when they're doing the YMCA, like one kid's arms going up through the moon. <laughs> going and we're going like YMCA <laughs> and then after that was done they then the one kid started to per se California girls and they started belting California girls at the top of their lungs the whole entire song till we got to the gate to get in <laughs> you know when I'm thinking of teenage boys I'm thinking oh man what music do they listen to what's well, the village people and Katy Perry <laughs> well we're living in an age where you know the uh the nineties uh, is kind of coming back full circle, like yeah. in clothing and hairstyles, the fanny packs are coming back for whatever. I, mean, I saw a lady walking around with the fanny pack and I was like, what the heck is that? Like I was, I was shocked. Yeah. And then like, you know, even music for that matter, like uh, I have not watched stranger things, but mm-hmm. I hear that it's very eighties inspired, like music wise yeah. and themed, you know, with writing and everything. So like, um, the 80s and 90s, man, they're coming back. And so from somebody who grew up in the 90s, it's really cool to see. I feel like I need to go back to like Pacific Sunwear and buy like my clothes from there like I did in the 90s. And then so bleach like my hair blonde again. <laughs> bleach my hair blonde again. I look like Eminem. <laughs> Scott's the Slim Shady. He's the real Slim Shady. <laughs> oh, gosh. Slim, but not I... so much. Shady, maybe. <laughs> um. What about you, Michael? What was the weird thing that you experienced this week? I think the baggy jeans. I would love to get baggy jeans again. Yeah. <laughs> I thought being in middle school and stuff, it was, um, you know, that was the coolest thing to do was have being, uh, the biggest and uh, baggiest jeans possible. So mm-hmm. begged my parents for those. So anyway, <laughs> um, my crazy story, as we were thinking about it before we hit record, was... Um, are you familiar with like the Instagram page Worship Fails? Yes. Mm-hmm. Have you ever watched any of those? Yeah, and occasionally I see some on TikTok too. I think there's sometimes I'll send them over to you if I see them on TikTok. Like, hey, check this out. Yeah, yeah. So like <laughs> for somebody who's worked in both worship production and worship um, ministry, creative arts ministry, like I've worked on both sides of that coin, working in production, working in um you know, creative. So I can see what's going to happen on both sides of that. So, right. Like I've, you know, became familiar with, um, worship fails a couple of years ago. And so like, when I see those things, like they're super cringy to me. And so like every Sunday I pray to God, something like that doesn't happen to me. Like drop my guitar, break a string. Uh, my inners aren't working. Like somebody's voice voice is cracking. Like, so anyway, uh, not two days ago Sunday, but two weeks ago Sunday. Um, my microphone, right in the middle of worship, started acting goofy, and there was really nothing I could do about it at that point. But like, um, I was towards the end of my worship set, and usually what I do is we at the church we're at currently, like, we just you know do a quick welcome, say a couple of announcements verbally tell people to stand up, turn around, say hello to one another. We go right into worship. We'll do songs one, two, three, or one, two, three, four. I'll pray. Then pastor gets up. And then sometimes we do a response time. Uh, it just depends on, on the week. So 
this was towards the end of our worship set and I was getting ready to pray. And I was just like, you know, Holy spirit. I don't know what's wrong with this mic, but you do. We're here to worship with you anyway. But all I could think in the back of my mind was worship fails, worship fails, worship fails. People <laughs> I'm an idiot because this thing like, but when I got off the platform, my wife was like, most people probably didn't notice. I was mortified. Yeah. But, but it was really like, it was almost like a static that happened every time I spoke into the mic and it sounded very demonic. And I was like, you know, this is not good for this moment. So, um, yeah, that was very weird. Uh, you know, being three or four weeks into this position and, uh, it happened again Sunday. And so I'm like, we've got to do something about this mic. I don't care if we go to wired mics, but I don't want this to be a problem every single week. So yeah, absolutely. Story of the week. Yeah. But, Worship fails, man. If, if your listeners haven't checked that out, check that out. It's on Instagram and I think on TikTok as well. But like, you could even YouTube worship fails, and it's just like everything that can go wrong will go wrong in a worship set. And so, I think my favorite's the there's this youth service, and there's the guy in the drum cage and the big cross behind mm-hmm. him comes over, and it just crushes the drum cage. And I'm like, how did that guy live through that? Like, yeah, and isn't that the one where the people are still singing? Like it happens at this big crossbow summit, people are still singing, like they're still going with the flow. It's like, how do you not hear a, a big something fall on top of the drum set? Yep. Another and I mean, one. I under, and I understand from a, being a theater guy, like, you know, the show must go on. But there's been a few times where I have seen shows stop. One of them was it was a, a performance called Moby Dick the Musical. And this kid was on a net and someone hooked it up wrong and the net broke and this kid fell about 10 feet and hit the ground and he was like the lead and he was hurt. So next thing you know, everyone just like started laughing because the whole skit was like zany and weird. So it was was a good time. We're all laughing. So this kid falls down, people start laughing. And then we just see people turn around and go over and look at him. And then someone goes, can someone please call 911? And it's like, Oh, and then you feel bad for laughing at something too. (laughs) And someone getting hurt, but you know, the whole show was zany, so we thought it was supposed to happen because they just played it off like, oh, it's supposed to happen. Like, yeah. It's just part of the show. One um, of my favorites of those worship fails uh, is, it's actually my wife's favorite, but there's a it's a larger church in Texas, and the guy is leading worship from the piano or from a keyboard, and the keyboard just falls off the stand right in the middle of worship. I've seen that the one. The girl that's singing next to him looks at him, and she looks at the audience. She looks back at him, and she's like, praise God, praise God. And it's just like, how are you saying praise God? He just dropped the keyboard right in the middle of worship. It's just, it was the most cringeworthy thing ever. And that's the point. Like, yeah. Well, there's a lot of weird things happening in Texas. For an example, have you heard about Matt Chandler and the Village Church? Uh, unfortunately. So for those of you who don't know, uh, Matt Chandler, he's been the lead pastor at the Village Church since 2002. And on the 28th of August, news had broke that he was taking a leave of absence from the pastoral position. Um, And mainly because as far as the official statement from Village Church, it says in this case, while the messages. Oh, let me go back. So Matt Chandler apparently was messaging a woman in his church. And there is a church member that brought it to his attention because she thought that the frequency was a little unhealthy. Now, Matt uh, Chandler claimed that his wife knew about the text messages and that the text messages were not in, not sexual or or 
demeaning in any way. Um, and the village church wrote, said this about this interaction. They said, in this case, while the messages were not romantic or sexual in nature, the frequency and familiar familiarity of the messages crossed the line. Uh, they revealed that he, being Matt Chandler, did not use language appropriate for a pastor, and he did not model behavior that we expect from him. Um, and they learned about this a few months ago, and it looks like from just kind of quickly, they ended up, uh, um, you know, it's like it was brought to Chandler's attention. He immediately went to the elder board and told them about it. They hired a law firm to review the messages, and they found that the conversations um, it said they found his conversations violated internal security, me social media use policies, according to the news release. And the elders had some concerns. Chandler said those concerns were not that our messages were romantic or sexual. It was that they are unguarded and unwise. So eventually uh, it call comes down that he is taking a leave of absence from teaching and preaching immediately. Um, he says that he's embarrassed and he feels stupid and dumb. Uh, but he does plan on being the lead pastor at the church once his kind of his, I don't know what you would call it, his time of being gone for a while is up and that the elder board reviews everything. So, and again, this is coming from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, which is a newspaper out in Texas. So this is, um, you know, they're just kind of reporting on everything that Chandler has said, everything that has been documented and that's pretty much it so with all the scandals that um we have seen within the christian culture stuff that micah you and i have talked about with hillsong um what makes this similar to some of those scandals and what are some things that are different um from other scandals that we have read or talked about on the show um so I, I heard about this the day that it came out and I I told my wife and I told some other, you know, uh, friends of mine that are in ministry about it and, just, you know, wanted to see if they heard about it, but I'm not, I'm not playing the downplaying this at all, but we look at things like Hillsong, you know, Bill Johnson very much needed to step down from his role. Um, you mean this, Joel Houston? Sorry, Joel Houston, Bill Johnson, <laughs> Bethel. I'm so sorry. I know you're a big Bethel fan. So when you said Bill Johnson, I'm like, wait, what about Bill Johnson? I'm happy to bet. No, Mark for edit. <laughs> Fix this all. Um, scratch it. Um, no, Houston really needed to resign. Like there was a lot of very, 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 very uh, shady stuff going on at Hillsong Church. And if you watch any one of the three episodes of the documentary that we covered in other episodes, there was a lot of evidence towards him. There was a lot of evidence towards his dad and Carl Lentz that, too. Yeah. Carl Lentz. That's another great example. Like that whole situation got way out of hand and needed to be kind of resolved. Um, and who's to say it is now? I don't know that it is. Uh, I mean, obviously Houston has stepped down as global pastor, but you know, you never really know when those people have truly stepped down from their mm -hmm. leadership or they're just still running stuff behind the scenes. They're not being the face anymore. So yeah, um, I think the difference with, with Chandler uh, in respect to what we're talking about today, I think that there is, there's some humility that goes along with his decision. 
Um, because I think a, you could look at it from two different angles. One, he realized that it might get out of control and it could get out of control and he owned it before it did get out of control. The other side of that is I think that he, um, this wasn't serious. Like, you know, he didn't have an affair. He wasn't selling drugs. He wasn't like, you know, dealing with prostitution or anything like that. Like he was just having a conversation with somebody of the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. How do you feel about it? Uh, you know, I, I, it's, it's, I mean, as, as if I think about scandals, this is not the most juiciest scandal. You know what I mean? And I don't, and I hate to say it like that, but I mean, it just seemed like, he didn't have an affair. He didn't embezzle money. Yeah. He didn't like, he didn't like stray outside of his marriage. He didn't, you know, yeah. he, he wasn't like. And when it was, and when someone brought it up to his attention, he immediately went to the elder board to talk about it. Where in other scandals, it's like someone brings something up and either a, it just gets dismissed. B, if it is brought up to the elders board attention, they just kind of sweep it under the rug or they, or like kind of like what we saw with Hillsong when there's charges being brought up, it just kind of, it just kind of, the, the complaint was made, it went to HR or whatever. And then it just kind of never got resolved. So on the one side of this, I see, okay, he did everything right. It seemed like the church did things, you know, they saw things, they made it, they got a, independent company to kind of check everything you know so i think as far as how they handled it it seems very you know it seems very clean but at the same time there's something that just feels off about it and i don't necessarily think it's on matt chandler's part i think it's something that's off about kind of that idea, because one of the things they kept saying in the article is one who is, what is it? What is it like above reproach? Don't be so, like I forget what the scriptures say when they look at Timothy, First Timothy. But I feel like when you're looking at it, it says, well, the language he uses is not becoming of the pastor. Well, okay, if it's not sexual and it's not demeaning of anything, he's talking to a woman. Then what was he saying that they thought that was wrong? Like, was he like? texting expletives like it just seemed like or was he saying things that may have been a little bit harsh or crass a little bit but nothing that would be like like something within a church someone would be like oh that's shocking but if you were to be walking on the street and heard someone say something that wasn't a swear word but it was kind of like borderline like you might be like oh whatever like it's not that big of a deal like I don't know. It just seems like there's something that it feels different and it, and it and I can't really put my finger on a why it seems a little off or a little weird to me. You think there's more they're not telling us? Uh maybe. I, I mean, mean that's I, mean, it. I, mean, well, that, that, I think I think for me it's not necessarily that there's more that they're not telling. Because I feel like, and I hate to say it, I feel like anytime when I hear Matt Chandler speak about things, he either A, speaks truth, 
Or sometimes he may speak about something. Like I know that he was talking about deconstruction like probably a couple months back. And he kind of said something, made a comment like, oh, yeah, deconstruction's like, like you know, deconstruction's like sexy or something. Like that's like the new thing. And there were some people who blew kind of blew smoke at him saying, no, deconstruction's not sexy. There's people who are dealing with real hurt from the church. This isn't like a fad. This is something that people are genuinely. And then once it was brought to his attention, he kind of recanted his statement. He goes, oh, you know, I, I didn't know everything. You know, he kind of spoke based on the information he received. And then once more information came out, he kind of adjusted. Um, but I want to know if there's something. I want to know if there's something that has to happen, like with the church, like what do they mean? How one interprets that thing? One who is not above reproach. Like what do they mean by that? And, and how do they see that come into light? And how do they interpret that? I feel like, because I mean, when I'm reading through this thing and I'm reading everything, there's nothing in there that I'm reading that would guarantee me that this person needs to take a leave of absence. Yeah, and I agree. It doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, I don't think. I mean, if anything, it would be like, okay, we addressed it, we communicated to the church. He said he was sorry. He felt embarrassed about it. Now we're going to continue to go, and he's going to speak next Sunday. But for him to kind of step down and take like a extended leave of absence. That's weird for it's almost like the punishment doesn't fit the crime. Yeah. Or I mean, and I don't know what the punishment should be for something like that. That's not an affair that his wife knew, like immediately. It almost be like Carl Wentz taking two weeks off for, for doing what he did. Exactly. And like that exactly. would make sense. It doesn't make sense. That's the thing. So I mean, so I guess, you know. I guess the question is, do you think the way the events unfolded, do you think it got handled correctly? Well, probably not would be my, my immediate answer. But at the same time, like some people, I don't know, I want to delicate, delicately answer this question, but like, I, I feel like some people feel super bad about things that they do in life and they want to, even if they, even if they don't, if even if you and I don't think it's bad, they think it's horrible and they should, you know, be punished as such. Um, yeah. But again, what he did, it, it almost feels like, oh, I'm never going to text somebody of the opposite gender ever again. You know what I mean? Like, that just, you know, there's no way around that in life and in ministry. Yeah. You work and, and with he- like Scott, you're the church you're at now. The senior pastor is a woman, yes? Yes. You're going to have to communicate with her some way, whether it's on a phone, whether it's over text, whether it's over Instagram. Not Instagram. Mm-hmm. Not Instagram. Yeah. No. To be, no, but if you wanted to be, uh, was that what, is that the communication he was using over Instagram? I think that's what I heard, right? I think it was Snapchat. Snapchat. Okay. So I, oh, no, I, no. No, Matt a- Chandler. No, Carl Lentz was using Snapchat. No, Matt Chandler was communicating through Instagram. Well, anyway, my point yeah. is, you know, whether it's Instagram, text, you have to communicate to your pastor because she's your she's your boss in a sense. And so um, the people I work with at Miami in my office, uh, predominantly females, I had to yeah. text my supervisor today about something about work tomorrow. And she you know, immediately replied back, you know, mm-hmm. and the fact that his wife knew about it. Is another thing. Yeah. And I want to, I want to read, I want to read kind of towards the end of this article, because this is where I start kind of 
feeling a little weird about it. And I'll, I'll, I know I said this already. It says, the elders had some concerns, Chandler said. Those concerns were not that our messaging was romantic or sexual. It was that our conversations were unguarded and unwise. He added that the frequency of his messages moved past the typical brother-sister relationship, and a familiarity played itself out in coarse and foolish joking. The elders decided that because a pastor needs greater awareness of the boundaries between friendship, Chandler should take a leave of absence. Chandler agreed with their assessment. Matt's leave of absence is both disciplinary and developmental, which allows him to focus on greater on growing greater awareness in this area. The church said in the statement that timeline for his return will be dictated by the expectations the elders have laid out for his development. His leave of absence was immediate. And then, quote from Chandler, if I'm honest, I'm just really embarrassed. I feel stupid. I feel dumb. I feel like I'm embarrassing my wife and kids, putting a ton of pressure on our staff. I feel like that I have fallen short of you. So two things. If his wife knew about that, why does he feel like he has embarrassed his wife and kids if nothing's wrong? And if they felt like that, the joking, like the conversation Matt Chandler and another woman in the church was kind of has moved beyond, has kind of moved past a typical brother-sister relationship, which again, brother-sister relationship, they're talking about church brother and sister, not like, because I mean, me and my sister, when we joke, sometimes we get a little foolish sometimes. So I know they're not talking about that type of thing. They're talking more about brothers and sisters in Christ, not biological brothers and sisters, or like a sibling relationship type of type of thing. Um, and I just they sit there and I- My brothers and me is a little suspect. Yeah. You know, memes yeah. and chats and I mean, I, I'll tell you what, my 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 sister-in-law for Christmas one year sent me get, got me a gift and when I opened up she she got me a card game and it was like one of the best-selling card games. She just thought, "Oh, I would like this." And she got me Cards Against Humanity. I'm a pastor. I should not be playing Cards Against Humanity. And yet my sister-in-law got this for me and I'm thinking I can't bring this into my home. If a church person saw that, that I had that game and I owned it, I'm sure I would probably be meeting the board of elders as well. <laughs> so I left it at my parents' house. So it's stuff like that where I go, where I'm reading this, I'm like, it almost seems like whatever the conversation was, apparently the elder board thought that it was a little bit beyond what they see within their rules of how a pastor should conduct him or herself. And part of me wants to know is if that view is not correct or is it too harsh? Because, I mean, I don't know. Again, I don't know what the conversation was, but I mean, reading this and I'm still sitting here thinking, I don't think he has done anything wrong or he has done anything that deserved him to take a leave of absence and go through a disciplinary and developmental trial. Do you, Scott, do you have any friends that are pastors that like have like some super off the wall theology? And do you, yeah. Think, oh yeah, and, absolutely. And do, think, and do you think this stuff kind of maybe plays into that? Like, I think so. What I mean by that is like, some people are so extreme in the way they believe things that, you know, the smallest thing is going to trip you up and, and, you know, and send you to hell versus, hey, I probably should, you know, think about that. And I think I said this on an episode either last week or the week before 
that like if people think that pastors don't sin, they're they're clueless yeah. because sin is sin is sin is sin, and we all sin and fall short of God's glory. It says so in His Word, yeah. and um, I'm not just quoting that to quote that. Excuse me, but like it's pretty frustrating, and people I think people are delusional if you think that we don't sin because we have the title pastor in front of our name. Yeah. Um, and, now, and I think, sin, yeah. I believe, I mean, we could have the whole discussion about what sin's worse than other sin, but like, <laughs> but like at the same time, like he didn't have an affair. Like he didn't like, you know, he wasn't like, you know, and I could tell you stories of, you know, stuff that my dad told me when I was a kid of, you know, pastors who, you know, lost their credentials and, and, and who are no longer serving in the local church because of some of the affairs that they had. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I know of another guy who resigned from a church because he embezzled $40,000 of the church's money. Like, it, it's just like Chandler didn't do any of that. Yeah. And, so, and why, why, what I ask and why I ask about the, the simple theology or the wacky theology of some people is that, like, I wonder if he, like, he did this and the quote unquote familiarity of it is that, well, he didn't sin, but he thought he was going to sin. So he needs to be held accountable because if he didn't, it was going to turn into that. But God only knows if that was going to be the case. Yeah. And that's the thing. It was brought up by a woman in the church who thought that the texting that her friend was having with Chandler was the volume of it was too much. She thought that, man, you're really texting Matt a bunch. I think that's a little unhealthy, which, you know, maybe it is. But still, they're looking at the messages. They don't find anything wrong, but they do say, oh, well, it's not becoming of a pastor. And I mean, yeah. and it's like something you said, like, I think it was a couple of weeks ago where you talked about, oh, when you started your, you went out with some friends and you talked about alcohol and someone was like, very adamant, like, ooh, drinking alcohol, like that is a no, 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 that is sin. And it's like, well, the Bible doesn't say alcohol is sin. If we want to get technical, or if we want to get technical, word, word to word, it's getting drunk. If you have a, if you have a glass of beer and you don't get drunk and that's all you have, then then you're good if you want to get legalistic about what the word says. But it's stuff like that where I just kind of feel like, I felt like what Matt did was correct. There was a concern. So it was brought up to him. He you know, I think it's- it. He brought it up. But I felt like the way the elder board acted was, I think they kind of handled it good by, oh, let's have an independent company, see what they say, and then based on all the information, we'll make our decision. But there's, I think the information is based on some wacky theology. Yeah. And Emma sounds like Matt wanted to do the right thing, and he was hoping for the best, and yet the elder board took it to the extreme. And that's the thing. It's it's not like, I mean, it says he's taking, a, you know, he's he's leaving from preaching and teaching. I mean, it doesn't say if he's going to get a paycheck or not. It doesn't say that, you know, that time he's off, you know, any pastoral benefits or or whatever journey or developmental journey he's on, like that's going to be paid out of pocket. The church is paying for it. Like they're not really releasing, which we don't need. The, the public doesn't need to know how all that works. But it does seem like, you know, here's someone who did everything right. And you and from my perspective reading everything it seemed like everything was done well and communicated and there was no fault or any serious accusations that what he was doing was wrong or 
brought into questions about the sanctity of his marriage with his wife or or it doesn't even say an emotional affair like i could see how an emotional affair might come from that but there was nothing like that there was nothing like that especially if his wife knew about the messages and he wasn't lying about it then that's where he was very forthcoming he was very forthcoming and it's like oh well you're still going to take a leave of absence and i don't know if that's just to kind of help if there's other people who are but I mean, if the but see, even if the church people there are kind of stirring stuff, and it's like we did an investigation. Here were the findings. Here's what we decided. Here's how Matt handled it. And you're laying and you're being transparent. You're laying everything out on the table before the congregation. Then I don't see why he had to step down temporarily for this. Like it just, it just. I still don't, it confuses me. Well, I'm looking at their website right now and he's still listed as their lead pastor. Yeah. And it says Which the I church runs about 14,000 every weekend and it's a multi-site campus. Yeah. And yeah, so that's kind of the thing. And, and you know, a lot of times you'll see these articles and then it seems like almost like a week later, there's more stuff coming out. And right now it's like nothing's coming out. It's not like more. It almost seems like a publicity stunt, Scott. It, it it does. It seems like it's a shooter of work that you like. If you use a wrestling term, it's a shooter of work. Like, well, speaking of what's not to get too off topic, but like, did you hear about the Vincent Mann stuff? Oh yeah. So like, this is similar to that, but Vincent Mann did some stuff questionable that was way worse than this, and paid people millions of dollars of the company's money, and he resigned and retired. So like. Matt Chandler was having a conversation with a woman and he, he gets punished for it. And there's no proof that what he did was wrong. Exactly. Even after hiring a legal firm, they hired a legal firm to, to investigate Vince McMahon and everything that he did. And as of right now, like it's still under investigation, but he resigned before it got too deep and it was already getting deep when he was still and they're already. And they're already finding out that, you know, some of them, he wasn't keeping track of his receipts and probably that money that's missing was his payoff money that he was paying off some of the shady things women, he was doing women that he was having affairs with exactly and exactly. he had him sign, he had him sign ndas and, and and you know how i feel about ndas yeah well but the thing is it just comes back to like what you're saying scott like there's been no information that has come out whatsoever other than oh he, he was messaging a woman and it became too familiar and I don't know, man. It just seems really, really... But what does that mean, became too familiar? Oh, I think your hair looks nice today. I, I just don't well, know. I don't know. Like, I was having conversations with my chaperones, and we were just talking and just shooting the breeze, and I was talking about, like, back to the future. Like, I mean, I was talking to them, like, like they were like my friends. Well, and like... I mean, but, but nothing, and they're two women, but there was nothing, like, inappropriate, and I feel like I feel like that's what Matt Chandler did. I'm joking around. We're laughing. We're having a good time. We're talking about obscure references and stuff. Just like, hey, like I would talk to like you or I would talk to like my wife or I would talk to my sister, you know, just kind of or talk to my parents. And it's like, uh oh, like, uh oh, am I going to get in trouble? Like, I don't know. It just seems it, it does. It seems weird. It seems bizarre. And that's just. I don't know, man. It's 
that's why that's why I said that's why I have mixed feelings about this. And I mean, that's why I'm like, well, it's not as juicy. It's not, I guess I'll use a Matt Chandler word, you know, it's not sexy. The scandal's not sexy. It's just dumb. Well, it's, 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 it's dumb. It's, it's a dumb scandal. Coming <laughs> like every week something new's coming out. And it's like it's like the media, like, oh, we can't talk enough about politics, for example, or we can't talk enough about COVID, for example. We can't talk about you know, whatever the next big thing is, it seemed there for a while, like in 2020 and 21, where like every week there seemed to be some, you know, some major story. But it seems like in the, the religious world, in the ministry world, that like, okay, which pastor is going to get, you know, screwed over next? Like, which one can we pick off next? Right. And that's what it feels like. Even, and I'm not condemning anything that like Houston did or Carl Wentz or any of those yeah. guys. But, like, I'm just saying, like, it just seemed there for a while where you just hear a, a major story happening each and every week regarding well, ministry. And and listen, listen to this. So, I mean, because here's this article, and this is still part of the StarTelegram.com. Like, it's part of the local newspaper. Well, after you read it, it goes, here's some other things you might be interested to read next. And here's the three topics that are kind of related to this, Okay. Pastor calls his Kansas City congregation chief for not buying him a Movado watch. Church to pay damages for unauthorized altered Hamilton performance in Texas. Bishop defends lifestyle after he's robbed of one million in jewelry on New York sermon live stream. I'm looking at just the headlines of these three things and I can see, man, this is juicy. This stuff is way worse than what Matt Chandler did. Matt Chandler didn't call his congregation chief for not buying him a brand new, by buying him a brand new Tesla. You know, they're not, the Village Church is not doing unaltered performances of Broadway's musicals and just adding the name of Jesus in them for their convenience. You know, Matt Chandler didn't get robbed of a million dollars and is saying, oh no, it's okay for me to have this type of lifestyle. Nothing. Like th- what he did has nothing, has, is like I mean I guess in the scales his I mean this is not heavy stuff that he's dealing with this is everything else seems a lot more juicier than this. At the same time, we're not really. It's not really. I he don't hear from me reading this. I'm not still hearing within like the church media outlets. Oh man, like I'm not hearing a lot of. Mostly, what I'm hearing is people just reporting the facts, and and even some people kind of with me like. Well, there has to be something more to this. So there's like skepticism or do you have everything else that they are being honest? And this is like the dumbest church scandal in the last five five to ten years. Well, I want to read something I just found on their website. Okay. Uh, and it was just talking about um, what I can do is I can share it with you in our chat. But uh, they, they put a message to their church, the, to the people that go to their church. And it just talks about pretty much what you read but uh at the end of that after the it gives a little bit more detail it talks about the investigator and the investigation uh the elders conclude that matt violated our inner internal social media use policies and more importantly while overarching or overarching pattern of his life has been quote above reproach end quote he failed to meet the first timothy standard for elders of being quote above reproach end quote in this instance. Mm-hmm. So goes on to say, we are strong proponents of uh, brothers and sisters in Christ being friends, but there is no, there are boundaries and around what's appropriate in these kinds of friendships, pastoral 
role requires a greater awareness of those boundaries. In this case, while messaging, the messages were not romantic or sexual in nature, the frequency and the familiarity, there's that word again, the familiarity of the messages crossed a line. What's that line? We don't know. Uh, they revealed that Matt did not use language, uh, not use language appropriate for a pastor, and he did not model behavior that we expect from him. That we expect from him. That we expect from him. That so I feel do. like it's, <laughs> I feel like it's more of an elders thing than it is a, a, a pastor thing. Exactly, and that's kind of the point I'm trying to get across. Back to their, back to the, back to the theological discussion that we were just having, but like maybe it's a wacky theology thing we were talking about. I have no idea. It just doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. It just feels like it's wacky. But then at the same time, because I believe it almost seems like he's been the pastor since 2002. So I don't think he he like planted this church. I don't believe he planted Village Church. I think he just kind of came on to be the pastor. So if it's 2002, then and again, you know, if Matt Chandler is kind of a big proponent of preaching above reproach and what, and he's defining what that means. And he's kind of feels like in a, in the elder board felt like the lead pastor's definition of above reproach on how he interprets that theology. If it's on Chandler's side or if it's on the elder's side, then that's the weird thing too, because if Matt Chandler feels like, Oh yeah, I, I violated my view of what I mean by above reproach or how I interpret that in first Timothy, then okay, you can step down. I still think it's weird. But if it's more of an elder thing, then it's like, okay, there's something. There's something very wrong with how people are using the word above reproach and defining what that means. Mm. That's just my, that's my two cents. Yeah, the whole thing seems kind of weird. I just. Yeah. It feels like people were getting picked off or like getting headhunted headhunted because of and not in a good way. We use that term in ministry a lot, headhunting for Jeez. for positions, right? For ministry positions. But now it seems like it's for the opposite. Like, oh, let's see what this person can do wrong this week. And so we're gonna try to you know, screw them over in their job and their title just because they um you know, they have issues. And uh, that's the thing. It's it's and the church is dependent and it's the church's decision on when he comes back. And at this point, the church could even say, well, you know, even though you took this time of healing and this time to, you know, be more aware of what you did wrong, we're still going to say, nope. And that could ruin his career for life. Exactly. He could, he could never, he could probably, he could like, if, you know, I mean, I'm sure he's well off, but like, um, he, he could he could never hold another ministry position again if the church decides. And, and, like, no. and that could also affect things like because I know he has a couple teachings with like right now media. I mean, they could easily pull that. They did that with Jen Hatmaker. Jen Hatmaker was, I think she said some conversations about being allies for the LBGT community, and immediately her books were pulled, her Bible studies were pulled, everything was pulled from Lifeway, from Berea, from Right Now Media, and it's like, okay. But yet they'll still have a bunch of Mark Driscoll stuff up there on Right Now Media. And I'm thinking, why do you still have Mark Driscoll stuff up there? But you took down Jen Hatmakers. One website says that Chandler's worth $75 million. And another website says he's worth between three and five million. That's that's a big gap between 75 and three and five. 
I, I know but that's just the you know just the extremes that the internet can you know give you but like they yeah. you know he could you know they could, like you said scott he could come back and they'd be like you know we we, we just think that we're better off without you and it's too much it, the church it could cause uh, cause our church too much damage and we've decided just to part ways with this relationship and then he it could is. never he could never get another ministry position ever again yeah, or there might be someone who's wise and sees like, oh, this is dumb. Let's get him in here. And then, you know, but, you know, who knows? We could probably in two weeks, in two weeks, we might be doing another podcast. Where we're following up in the story. We find more stuff about this. And either we're going to sit here and go, man, this is really a stupid, dumb thing. Or we're going to say, oh, there's a lot of stuff they are hiding. It's a lot worse than what they initially were letting on to believe. Yeah, but. But as of as it's written right now, it doesn't seem to me. It doesn't seem like the punishment fits the crime. And I think it's more of a institutional problem than it necessarily is a Matt Chandler problem. Well, it's Scott in a couple of years are going to have uh, the Village Church exposed documentary on discovery plus or something stupid and and, and i'll get and i'll pay my 99 cents my 99 cents seven day trial the, my seven day trial and i was like hey micah get on this real quick so we can watch it real quick here's my credentials <laughs> oh, probably goodness. Just that on the internet but here we are yep all right friends well thank you so much for listening i hope you've enjoyed this content and let us know what do you think about the story are you do you think that there's something being hidden. Do you think this is dumb? Like me and Micah feel like we want to know what you guys think about this whole Matt Chandler scandal. So again, you could either just message us on my website, the or on our socials. You could just go ahead and send a comment or a direct message. Um, and we will get back to you. I promise you it will be in a healthy manner. So we won't get in trouble for being above reproach. Um, so <laughs> With all the anyway. love and the grace in the world. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great week. Talk to you guys then. Bye.